0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Hopefully, you guys have been liking everything we've been putting out there. We've got a lot more coming down the pipeline. And if you have questions that you want us to tackle on future episodes, shoot us a message on Instagram. Today's guest, Sam Averett. Sam has come a long ways since he first reached out to myself and my brother at Montana Wild way back in the day. And he's now a stud in the hunting photography world. So, Without further ado, let's jump into the conversation that myself and Stephen Drake had with Sam. Okay, today uh, we got a interesting guest, new Bozeman resident, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Everett. Mm-hmm. What's up, yeah. big dog? Not much, man. Good to be yeah. here with you boys. Dude, you're a legend. That's not true. And like, this is your first full time year, man. <laughs> how do you How do you pull that off? Mm. You're like, a, you're like a ninja, though, kind of in the hunting photography world. No. You operate behind the scenes. Yeah. You kind of do what you want. That's because I haven't had to try to make
1: money doing it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now it's all downhill. Now it's all downhill for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam crushes it both in front of the camera and behind it. You, you guys are pretty good hunters. And, nah. I mean better than average at least are you
2: calling him a male model is that what you're saying yeah well, that's I mean, kind of does, what sounds
0: like he's saying yeah which I is mean, not i true. think i i probably hold sam's appearance in higher uh <laughs> category than he does himself you know i always tried to build him up like dude come on man go talk to that girl over there it's like nah dude i'm not good enough sam's he's a humble dude which is a good characteristic i like that i appreciate that nah You'd be like no, nice. I'm not humble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Um, How do you like
1: Bozeman so far? It's good, man. Um, yeah, maybe like four months. Been living here and it's man, there's just like a lot to do. And I don't know, it's kind of like it's a lot like where I grew up, but there's also like a town here where things happen. As Wait, why? To- why
2: did you come to Bozeman? What? What do you mean? Like things happen in Bozeman?
1: Just like there's a lot going on, especially like in the outdoor photography space and just just kind of it seems like a central hub for like all things kind of outdoor related as opposed to like growing up in eastern oregon where it's just this cow town right and there's a lot of good hunting and fishing and opportunity to be outside but there's just no industry
0: nearby what was your like perception of bozeman before you well you lived here before
1: yeah in two thousand. So i guess it's kind of like yeah
0: whatever i liked it a lot then too but I just couldn't
1: really stay.
0: Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. Now you're back. Is it, is it all that's hyped up for everyone? It's like, oh, dude, I wish I lived in Bozeman. I don't know, man. I Like, so far, I feel like, yeah. Maybe <laughs> Dang it. No, we don't here. want everybody to I come I shouldn't be saying that. Uh, here, we got to start, restart the podcast. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't no, it's talk about Bozeman. Well, Zach project. used to be in Missoula, then he came to Bozeman. So, I know, man. Everybody's true. coming to Bozeman. I know. I know. That's right. It's a hot place, but... You guys have only been here for two years? Uh, Three. Three? Yeah. And I lived here a little bit in college, so... Oh, that's right. Way back in the day. Yeah. It was probably a lot different then. Yeah. Dude, we would go goat roping on, like, Friday and Saturday nights back then. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Now it's like people go down to the El Camino and dress weird and act weird and are weird. That's an interesting spot. I mean, the El Camino... Just in case anyone's listening from, they'll you know, like, they got legit drinks. (laughs) They got legit drinks. (laughs) I just don't know about the the people that... I mean, it's not the cannery, you know. No, the can... (laughs) Yeah, the cannery's next level. Yeah, that's a spot to... The bartenders there, they are on their A game. Yeah. So... They could ruin your life. Yeah, I'm happy to promote that place. Same. Yeah, that's a good joint. Yeah. So rather than uh, just jumping into your backstory, which we'll get into, you know... I've always been a fan of the diesel and the taco story. Yeah. (laughs) Do you mind sharing like how that played out and successful hunt that led into this? Right. Yeah. Um, this was in the early days. Yeah. I think, uh, that was back when I had the hair. Like
1: (laughs) you had some serious flow maybe two years ago. Uh, man, the whole thing was kind of a, just a storm from the beginning. We were, had like, Me and my buddy Casey had like two days, I think, to kill between elk hunts or something like that. And so it was just the beginning of November and we wanted to go hunt this spot in Idaho for deer. And we hadn't ever been there, but I'd been like looking at it on the map and I was like, man, I really think you could probably get into a sweet buck here, especially in November. So we decided we'd go. We took my buddy Will, uh, who I worked with for the Forest Forest Service, and uh, drove over there like late on like a Monday night and it took us like eight hours to get there, put the tent up in the dark and all that and hunt the next day, kind of find where we're going to hunt. So we only have really one day to actually hunt it. Uh, We showed up there and we wound up kind of like working down this big ridge and and there was this buck that Casey wanted to shoot down there. And anyway, we get close and this buck's standing there at like a hundred yards. Casey shoots this buck, which was a nice... Pretty nice four point um and when he shot that buck like 200 yards down the ridge it spooked this other buck which was bigger than the buck that he'd shot so he just kind of pissed off me for that <laughs> but that buck kind of came like flying out of the canyon stopped on the ridge and was like looking around and i was like man i think i'm gonna shoot that deer so i shot that deer so then we had and this was maybe like right at like 11 or noon so we had yeah, two deer down. I think we were like five and a half miles from the truck, and like I don't know, two thousand vertical feet probably. And my buddy Will had to be back to town for an elk an elk tag that he had the next the next morning. I think the, yeah, the next day was opening day. Nice. So he had to be back for that at like whatever five o'clock, whatever time it gets light. So we get down there and clean these bucks up, and Will's like kind of pissed off and uh we cut these bucks up and uh he wasn't actually but he's just kind of guy that like he'll let you know so he was kind of
0: he was rubbing it in a little yeah he was kind of like
1: (laughs) mad that he didn't shoot a deer and then also mad that like we're gonna be back really late and uh yeah the whole planning situation when we got in there was not good so we're a long ways from like the nearest town and a really long ways from a gas station and in my Tacoma I think I had like man maybe like just under a quarter tank and how uh how far do you have to go 400 <laughs> miles yeah like a long ways <laughs> so yeah uh, anyway we didn't we hadn't even thought about this yet so we we get these bucks cleaned up and then we're packing them out and the pack out ended up just being brutal and uh it was like 70 degrees in november we ran out of water and <laughs> that was a storm and anyway hiked out of there finally get back to the truck at like five or six that night um uh, maybe it was later than that it was like almost dark and uh anyway we get back to the truck kind of like turn it on we're pretty gassed but kind of pumped all except for will <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah so we turn the truck on I'm like kind of looking at the fuel gauge and i'm like doing mental math i'm like
0: it's not penciling out. Right I out think we got like we got
1: a problem for sure, <laughs> and uh we're driving down. So the do road. you tell him or are you just like silent? Oh no, everyone's on board with like, hey, like we're not gonna probably make it out of here for sure. <laughs> Will's not gonna get out content. Like, so Will's really pissed now.
0: Really, he's pissed. like actually mad, <laughs> full blown.
1: Yeah, he's like all the way mad. So we're in the truck, like driving out. We run to a guy on the trail, and we're like hey like do you think this gas station there's a couple terrible towns close by with like four people in them and uh they're like hey do you think the gas station in this town's open he's like oh no they won't be open until yeah like tomorrow like 10 a.m like okay great because we probably couldn't have made it there anyways but uh he's like what you can do is if you go right down the road there's this cabin on the right hand side it'll be the first cabin when you kind of get out on the main road and that guy's name is charlie brown (laughs) no shit actual charlie brown (laughs) And, uh, so we're like, okay, this guy might be messing with us, but we're going to try it. He's like, you could ask him for fuel. And like, he always has a bunch of cans and he's a super (laughs) nice guy. Like, okay. So we get out there, we get to Charlie Brown's house and Charlie Brown's kind of like out on the back deck with the boys filtering light beers around a bonfire. (laughs) And, uh, we like walk up on this guy's deck in the dark and ask for Charlie Brown. And like this big fat dude, like gets up and that's Charlie Brown. And he comes over and we're like, kind of explain the situation. We like had cash, like, Hey, we'll pay you like whatever you want. And yeah, we just, we like need the fuel though. <laughs> Cause we're not going to make it to town. And he's like, Nope. Yep. Like, don't, I don't want any money. Just take, like, just take the gas. There's a seven gallon can right here. You can have it. And then just next time you come by, just bring me some beers. I was like, okay, we can do that. We'll pay you though. Like he's like, Nope, just beers is good. Like, okay. So we, uh, there was like four gas cans and initially Charlie had said like the ones on the right are gasoline and then the ones on the left are diesel. So don't put that in your truck. I'm like, okay. So we grab that one and like, it's dark and nobody's really thinking. And Casey and Will, I'm kind of talking to Charlie Brown still. These guys are putting the fuel in the truck and, uh, Charlie, like halfway through the conversation, kind of like starts looking at the, where the cans used to be sitting. He's like kind of thinking about it. The boys are over there. Are you kind of like looking back and forth? now? And I was kind of like, Uh, yeah, like he wasn't really paying attention to what I was saying, but that's nothing new. And he's like, yells at the guys over there. And he's like, hey, uh, make sure that's gasoline. And it's in there, all of it. There's like six gallons out of seven are in there. And uh, they're like, what <laughs> now? So they get to smelling it, and they're like, "We're all pretty rattled, and we're trying to convince ourselves that it's gas." <laughs> so everybody's smelling it, and they're like, "Yeah, I think no, I think it's gas. I think it'd be like it's gonna be fine." And they're like, "No, I think it's gas. Like everything's good, Charlie." And he's like, "Okay,
0: yeah, all right, <laughs> all right,
1: boys." But he knew, like he definitely knew <laughs> it was diesel. So they dumped the whole seven-gallon can of diesel into the Tacoma. Pretty much before we could do anything about it, we buffaloed Charlie, told him that it was gasoline. He definitely knew we were idiots. And whatever, thank him. Drive out of there. And we're still trying to convince ourselves that like we got gas in the truck and everything's gonna be fine. So for like three minutes, everybody's pretty pumped. And then all the fuel that was in the hose went out of there and just started pulling the new stuff and it was definitely diesel. So the truck just starts like, <laughs> like if you had her at high RPMs, you'd be going fine. And you try to slow down or, like, get to a stop sign and do something like that. And it would just, like, almost die, but not quite. I think our mixture was probably, like, we probably had, like, three gallons of gasoline to, like, seven gallons of diesel, size nice. Which is tech tip. I mean, <laughs> which is <just> a pretty <laughs> prime fuel mixture for a Tacoma. And uh, it was, like, a 100 miles to the next town, I think. And we had plenty of fuel. It just like, wasn't running that good. So we've been like, we basically just had to keep her pegged. And it's like this sketchy, <laughs> sketchy road along this river in the middle of the night. Like oh it's cold. God. It's November. And like just locker, just, first lock, yeah, just punch punch it. hammered it and just kept moving. And you'd, yeah, you'd go to take a corner, like almost die. And everybody's kind of freaking out at this point. And the boys are still trying to convince themselves that it was gasoline. Like something else is wrong with my car, <laughs> which is not true. And, uh, Anyway, so we wind up, like, getting to town, and we get to the nearest gas station, and, like, we're kind of, like, trying to read stuff online, like, what are you supposed to do, and, like, how is this going to work? Like, if we turn it off, is it going to start again? Like, what's going on? So we just, like, hot-fueled it at the gas station, just stand there in the <laughs> middle of the that night. gas station town, rallied out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, like, hot-fueled it, filled it up with premium, because we were reading something on the internet that was like, yeah, run premium through it after that. I'm like, it'll probably be all right. So, we did that, filled it up with premium, and then trying to get back out on the highway was, like, the biggest deal. We'd You would try to merge onto the highway, and you can't really, like, you just have to, the RPMs would just, like, spike randomly. So, you'd, like, have to time it pretty good. <laughs> you'd, like, get out there halfway, and then, like, you'd lose all power, and you'd <laughs> abort <laughs> pull her back to the side of the road. So, you had to time it pretty good to get back on the highway there. But, man, uh, eventually we did. We finally buff out. Yeah, she finally buffed out. We got it out on the Once we got on the highway, we just put it on a cruise at like 65 and left it and rode it the whole way home and like never
0: stopped. Nice. And I never had a problem with it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the truck, no. dude. I think she should have blown <laughs> it up. Yeah. A- oh my God. Yeah. So if you want a hard working vehicle, I guess. Give yourself a Toyota. Yeah. I tell, <laughs> I tell people that story and they're like,
1: what? Like, how? Like, yeah. I don't know. But it still works. Like, did you do anything to you- it? Hit up Toyota for like a sponsorship deal. (laughs) Seriously. It was ridiculous. But we killed two nice boxing. We made it back at like 3 a.m. Will got to his elk hunt and everything was nice. Yeah. He
0: doesn't jab you too much about that anymore.
1: (laughs) He's still a little bit burned about it for sure. But does Will live here in town? No. No. He's an Eastern Oregon guy. Gotcha. Good dude. Nice. Funny.
0: Funny guy. So now you're just doing that year round, huh? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Open up put diesel in my truck you're yeah. out but <laughs> but you're out adventuring shooting photos yeah trying, trying to trying to cut it full yeah time i guess photography
1: that's the plan yeah yeah do that do some writing and um i don't know see if i can hack it like nice everybody dude. else here in bozeman
0: yeah man so you know me dude i love the work yeah yeah It'd be fun i don't know see what happens i'm saying i love your work oh shit I don't well, know. I'm gonna, like, try to, I'm gonna try to build you up. Ah, see how humble you really are. <laughs> no. I ain't like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a bunch of talented guys here
1: and I don't know. It'd be fun to try though. I've never really given it a full effort, so yeah. because it will be... usually
0: firefight in the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's you're a, a hotshot crew, right? Yeah, hotshot crew for a couple of years and then uh before that worked on a timber crew and um
0: yeah. Foss is involved in this new deal, isn't he? the been, uh the photography deal yeah he's been like man those guys are like responsible for <laughs> any kind of like minor success
1: that i've had yeah. so far boss and Frankie <laughs> that's good though more responsible for it than me i mean sure.
0: a lot of photography is just networking meeting the right people and like yeah that's been my experience for sure i yeah moving here
1: like two years ago and doing the short stint in town meeting adam and frankie and yeah a bu- like a bunch of the other guys that i now run around with here too has been yeah i mean those guys have yeah like i said they're like solely responsible for any kind of minor success that i've
0: had way more so than me and you guys too. back in the day and yeah we should talk about that yeah how'd you get into the world of photography uh that's a good question i don't i don't i think what made you want to pick the camera up in the first place
1: i don't know that's a good question too i think like Honestly, I think a lot of it was like looking at um, like stuff like yours and Drake's, and just being pumped on it, and like knowing that that was something that you could potentially do and make money doing it. Because until then, it had just been like I tried to structure my whole life around just hunting, yeah, like spending as many days out as I could, and that was sweet. But you can only do that so much if you have other obligations right like if you have to go to a job and stuff like that if you could do them both at the same time that's kind of the best of both worlds and yeah i was always just kind of excited about looking at your guys' stuff and at drake's stuff and man i don't know it seemed unattainable but it was worth a try i guess
0: yeah but so what made you want to pick a camera just to try to like merge your passion with work
1: yeah i think I think mostly that. Um, gotcha. So what was your first camera you were rocking? I think Casey Barton still has it.
0: <laughs> nice. That's just like a camera now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's
1: a, I think it was like a Nikon D5200 or something. Word. Or, or, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Case does still have it. He still runs around with it sometimes, takes pictures. Nice. Sheep hunting. so how did all that lead to you trying to
2: get an internship with this dude i think
1: that all went down
0: i don't think you like want yeah i guess you didn't mention internship or business opportunities in the future i just pulled up your first email from way back yeah whoa (laughs) may 4th 2014 dude oh man that's terrifying yeah I mean, I won't read it all. It's fine. <laughs> my name is Sam. I love photographs. I'm looking to get into it. Uh, That's good. Yeah, no, you mentioned that, dude, my first public art, published article will be coming out in bear hunting magazines. That was bonus points for us. It's like, yeah. dude, he's a bear hunter. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Nah, that
1: was a long time ago. I think
0: you sent, I think, uh, Yeah maybe you could talk about it. I can talk about it too, but no. Yeah. That was like, I feel like man. you just like reached out to like, try to get your foot in the door. Totally. And I remember like, I almost didn't respond to yeah. your message. Yeah. Just cause we were trying to hustle and be busy. Right. But then I was like, ah, like that, bear hunting magazine. <laughs> this kid's an idiot. I'm going to be nice. No, here. like, um, <laughs> I think that we were willing to spend time with anyone that seemed motivated. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Let's see. I think I said, like, we want to see that you're passionate and driven and can back your words with actions, like send us something a little bit more. And I remember you just sending me like some like bear hunting photos, dude. I remember that too, actually, because I was on, (laughs) that was like a bear Below is a link to a video from (laughs) Vimeo. I don't remember. It must have been a bear hunting video or something. And then you sent an article and some photos. There's one of the photos, dude. I don't really (laughs) want to look at these, man. (laughs) No (laughs) way. From the bottom to the top, dude. These are unreal. Yeah. You might. I mean, I could forward that to you. It'd be some Instagram content. (laughs) I'd like it if you didn't do that. (laughs) Uh,
2: What was your impression of his photos then? Zach. Zach.
0: They're terrible. I mean, yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> no, they were really bad. But, like, I could tell, like, he was making a video, he was writing, he was shooting photos. Like, he wanted it. And I was, like, ah, fine. Like, I'm going to work with this kid. Like, keep kind of, like, raising the bar, and I'll give you, like, constructive criticism yeah. as it comes. That and was, I did, and, yeah. like, your photos got quite a bit better in, like, a short series of, like, a few months, I think.
1: Yeah, I remember, like, the initial when I initially like reached out to you guys, cause I was, I, I don't remember. I don't think you guys are, no, nah, this was before you guys like started hiring somebody. Anyway, I remember emailing you guys and just being like pretty much just that I l- really enjoyed like the stuff that you guys are doing Yeah. and I was pumped about it and whatever. Like that was kind of at the beginning and I wanted to do that kind of stuff. And I just had no idea how, and like no yeah. idea where to start. And I sent you guys an email. And like you said, man, you could have just like, you could have just looked at it and been like, Looked at the photos and been like, that's too bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, garbage. <laughs> nope, not going to work for that guy. Whatever. But instead, you, like, yeah, kind of built me up and, like, said, keep after it and, like, do these things and, like, we're, in, we're super helpful and super nice. And, like, I remember getting your email back and I was pumped about it. I was like, man, one, they actually emailed me back. I know. I look at them now. I was like,
0: I probably could have been nicer, but.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I was pumped, man. Because uh, I, was, I was just like not expecting anything, right? And, uh, man, like, I think just the positive feedback from like that initial email gave me like so much. I don't know if confidence is there word, but like encouragement to try and do better and like keep trying to progress and, like, make strides towards what I thought could be one day. And that was such a big thing because, I mean, man, yeah, you guys could have just, like, deleted the email or, like, never emailed me back or been like, hey, these photos are shit. I mean,
0: you would have still crushed it regardless.
1: I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. There's no way to –
0: I don't know. Well, I think the two good takeaways were, like, you just, like, put yourself out there, someone that you thought, like – was doing it yeah legit which is arguable <laughs> <laughs> and and then you like you know like sh- showed like that work ethic and that drive that you wanted it and like you'd back up what you're saying some people are like oh yeah i want to be a hunting photographer i want to do xyz i want to go on these shoots and make films and then you're like okay go do something and then like send me a link to it like, right. like show me that Sure. And people were like, they just fall off. You never,
1: like, never eh. hear from them again.
0: There was yeah. a party on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> take takes some sacrifice to go, like, do yeah. your thing for free just to, like, get your foot in the door.
1: Yeah. And I think at that point, it was like, I was just so pumped on it that there was, that I was just, I don't know, I was just really excited to, like, be doing yeah. it. And, yeah. like, the fact that I could talk to you guys about it was, like, a big that was a big thing.
0: Yeah, but you were doing all right for yourself because then the next summer you got an internship at RMEF. Yep. And then you interned with us.
1: Yeah. I think so the like writing thing up. at that point was like the bigger, was definitely like the bigger part yeah. for me. Because um, I kind of, I studied that in school for a while and enjoyed it and knew I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I wound up with the internship at the Elk Foundation and those guys had been super, super helpful too. Yeah. Um, And I had a great time there. And then the photography thing over time, it seems like the photography is kind of like taking the front seat a little bit more than the writing, but it'd be nice to kind of live in both worlds. You kind of pair
0: the two though now, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. It'd be, it'd be really nice
1: to be able to do that. I think.
0: Yeah. Nice dude. Then you interned with us yeah we just were like coffee please yeah 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 yeah. go get me
1: some coffees actually i think it was dairy queen blizzards at that point you guys were hitting those (laughs) pretty hard way more right yeah 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 Yeah. me and jay
0: yeah you and jay were teamed up Mm -hmm. shooting some stuff yeah we went on some bear rips
1: was that in six six no 15 15. Yeah. yeah that's right yeah yeah i think uh yeah i worked with you guys for the same time that i was at the elk foundation yep
0: you we were, like, there part-time and then yep. hung out with us a little bit. Yep. We had yep. you do a little – I don't really remember what we had you work on, a little bit of short videos yeah, photography stuff.
1: Yep. It was, like, kind of, like, putting together short Instagram clips for Bear or, like, whatever yep. you guys had going on that didn't have, necessarily have time to do. And um, that was big, too. That was, like, a really fun summer, and I definitely learned a lot about – kind of about everything and like about how the business side of it worked because until then i had yeah. just no idea about yeah.
0: any of it good thing about internships and like mentorship or whatever is it's kind of like a safe environment to like get a project or a task go do it and not there's not like a repercussion of like
1: right it's like hey this is a job. yeah you know,
0: it's like all right well here's how you get better yeah exactly that way when you go out and do your own thing you're like hopefully not yeah making too many mistakes right
1: yeah because jay there, and i would go out and film stuff or shoot stuff and like
0: whatever cut it stuff yeah, yeah yeah
1: there was like some okay stuff and then but i mean like yeah like you said there was always that atmosphere where when you brought it back there's that you could get constructive criticism in a way that like wasn't gonna lose you jobs right yeah yeah so
0: yeah dude you gotta come to bear camp yeah you haven't been back since i haven't been <laughs> i haven't
1: been in years <laughs> is that going down Probably this year not gonna
0: yeah, end of May. Yeah, right when you get back, you think we scheduled it according to your schedule. I talked to your assistant. <laughs> My assistant Casey. Barton. Yeah, I was gonna say I talked to Casey. Yeah, <laughs> he lined it all up.
1: That guy's about sick and tired of me taking pictures of him, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him Just either. Like,
0: get that camera out of here.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, that brings up a good question. I mean, who did you really start shooting images of? A lot of people they have that question, like, okay, I love to hunt, I love to shoot photos, like, yeah where do I start? Where do I just start building my, you know, catalog of images?
1: Yeah. That too is like, yeah. I mean, Casey, honestly, like have being being lucky enough to have a hunting buddy like him and a guy that like is interested in the same things and wants to just go do the same stuff as you all the time and like has a schedule where you could do it. Um, I was bringing a camera and like, he was gonna hunt and we were gonna go do it and i just honestly started taking pictures of that guy and i have been taking pictures of him hunting probably for man i don't even know like three long years time, or longer like than those that first four years, years. like you were hanging with casey you know? yeah he's in those very first yeah. ones that i sent you guys which is ridiculous yeah and that was in 14 yeah which is crazy and uh so I mean really so he's really sick of it. Sick of it. Yeah. And I don't blame him either. I'm like, it's pretty bad. Like we'll be he gives me some shit for it, but he should probably definitely give me more shit for it. But we'll be doing something and I'm like we're like actually hunting or whatever. I'm like, hey, just look over there really quick. He's like, No. <laughs> like, all right, fine, let's go. <laughs> but um, no, just really lucky to have like guys that really like to hunt and guys that would put up with me for sure like yeah good buddies But
0: nice so what's uh you guys are killing some stuff though too like Sometimes. what's your what's your goal when you're out shooting photos do you have like a kind of goal or do you just like do you mean do, um, do what the boys do like i feel like you've kind of built a lot of your like following and like content based off like your hunts with Casey and will and your buddies. Yeah. And that's that's just cool. Yeah. That's
1: probably pretty true. And I think most of that too is cause like I didn't really know. Well, for one it all started just cause I really liked to go and hunt and yeah do all that. And so did those guys. So we kind of had the same interest, but, um, two like, I didn't, I didn't know how to, and I didn't feel like I had the like kind of like basis of work to like get trips, right. Right. Like, to like go on actual trips and shoot for somebody or like for a client with somebody that I don't know, or like mm-hmm. somebody that's a professional hunter or, or whatever. Um, so at that point it was all just like, Hey, what trips do you guys want to do? And like, where do you want to go? And I'm going to bring the camera and, shoot photos the whole time and but that was always second to like where we wanted to go and like where we wanted to hunt so yeah. it was like we're going on an elk hunt first and i'm gonna yard the camera around and shoot photos of you guys doing it
0: for sure but did you ever have like a mission when you went out with, like you're obviously gonna shoot photos but were you just like ah, i'll just shoot them when i see it Man, were I you think ever like most of it ah, for me was really just want to get like this one shot or
1: yeah that that's stuff would happen I think occasionally but I think that like the vast majority of it was just like I'm going to document this trip kind of like however it happens and the things that happen are the photos that I'm going to get and every now and then you maybe set something up for a night shot or like what whatever it is or like kind of wash blood off something or like fix the scene in a way that maybe doesn't look as crazy as it could have looked um, but really it was just like these are the things we're doing, and I was just trying to document that in the best
0: way yeah. that I knew yeah. how to do, which is dope.
1: Yeah, it was fun, and you I mean, just yeah,
0: kill animals—they're scared of you guys. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's some there's scary guys out there. I don't
1: know if we're I don't know if are on the list or not. Yeah, it's scary enough. <laughs> <laughs> to mostly the mustache. How much?
0: Of. How much do you think it impacts uh, being a photographer, or like? Cause I know we've talked about this like killing stuff and not killing stuff. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel pressure to like ah, just dump this buck, we we'll get some cool photos of it. Yeah, he's kind of on the verge of what we want, but <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's an interesting question. I think like Yeah, I mean, for sure there's always like you want to have those photos to kind of like make the trip come full circle, right? You want to <laughs> and you just want to be successful from a very base human nature standpoint like you just want to get what you came for kind of yeah. thing um but i don't i guess I don't really feel like we ever like lowered our standards or like shot stuff that we wouldn't shot just to get the photos of it and yeah. i there was never any like i never felt any pressure mostly because there was probably because there's like no money on the line right yeah I don't know yeah. I think that that could probably add quite a bit of pressure to your life on stuff like that i never had that problem it was just we were doing them on our own dime and like yeah what we got was what we got and uh at the end of the day there was no client that was like but you didn't didn't kill anything didn't probably. kill anything yeah yeah there's
2: a there's definitely a pressure and you I don't necessarily see it in the space that, that we're in as much but right a lot of like the tv guys especially they they get this pressure to continually feed that content stream and that yeah. content engine and like yeah. Yeah. absolutely i mean guys it's like okay i gotta make a tv show like right i gotta kill an animal that's what's gonna potentially yeah. sell or whatever and so they like shoot a an animal they probably wouldn't normally want to or it doesn't quite define who they are or whatever and um yeah absolutely that that, that can happen so it's it's an interesting world we live in as far as having to...
0: Yeah. I think you definitely feel pressure to kill stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's like directly someone telling you or not, it's just like the industry f- fuels it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, whether it's... At the end of the day, like you get more likes on content when you... like. I mean, some of our most liked content was dead animals. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's like and pressure it's like, you
1: put on yourself or perceived or, or whatever it is. And right? the
0: industry is like, I mean, look at the advertising yeah we were just talking about earlier about staged versus authentic always an outcrack it's always success it's always like
1: yeah
2: that's true so so here's a real big question um should we be shooting content and posting content that's directed towards the hunting industry like we say like yeah i mean same for me like i think the most liked image on instagram is like a I think it's a shed photo actually, but there's, there's antlers (laughs) in it. (laughs) Stoked about that. But anyway, um, should we be like curating our content to be focused on the hunting space? Or should we be looking into this much broader spectrum of like the whole, I guess, non-hunting community or people that that don't hunt and trying to gain respect and understanding from them? Hmm. Yeah. Deep question. I don't know. I
1: mean,
0: (laughs) I... Yeah.
1: There's probably room for, for I both. I think,
0: yeah. I think you kind of live in both realms. Um, I want a modest answer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I think I just try to, like, do me the way that I want people, like, the way that I'm comfortable showing hunting. There's parts of hunting that I don't show purposefully. Right. Because it would be hard to understand the context of it through a single post on social media. Mm-hmm. I would not be ashamed of it in the least bit if someone came out and hunted with me, you know, like there's public perception of like, you know, people make massive assumptions about people just based off of like one photo or one comment or one instance of their life. So kind of have to keep it in mind when you're posting stuff, like what you think the perception will be, but yeah i definitely don't like cater like oh my goodness how am i gonna get more yeah. <laughs> hunters to like hunting you know like because i think you can like dumb it down to a level where like you don't show any of the reality of hunting and like the mm-hmm. reality is i'm out here to kill something today yeah yeah that is the end goal like I'm not out here to pick flowers and take pretty photos <laughs> like I mean, I, I might pick flowers. You if might, I have a girlfriend, I probably should. Might take pretty much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But at the end of the day, I want to kill something when I'm out there. and like, yeah. That's kind of the reality of it, too. That's a tough thing, you know, for sure. There's probably some podcasts about it. <laughs> yeah, I know there is. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's tough to, that's that's tough tough to hard. say. Social media is like a hard... It can be like a hard place to sell that kind of stuff, right? Just because... Yeah, you can dive as deep as you want or or you can just look at the photo and not care what's going on and then just kind of make rash assumptions and
0: yeah but dude i just was gonna look up your social media page but then i opened my phone and (laughs) it's these (laughs) photos that you sent me back in the day dude you guys were killing it then Uh, you're arrow and bears dude uh arrow and elk man like his little young groms So
1: that was way back, man. I can't believe that.
0: um, What's your approach to social media as far as like a photographer? You try to keep your page like more business oriented, more personal. Like how do you decide on what you want to post?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think like, I mean, by no means somebody that does it well, but uh, I try to, I kind of like try to keep it mostly business on there like I don't have yeah I mean there's no there's like I don't think there's any photos of me like on my Instagram like you wouldn't probably know what I looked like if Mm-mm. you went on there Were like trying to find out who I was you'd think I was Casey maybe or like something like that but uh no for me it's always kind of been like a it's like a business platform and yeah that's been one of the most effective business platforms for me honestly is Instagram cause, people can go right there and they can see all the stuff you've done and they can know right away whether or not it's good or bad or otherwise. And, um, so I think it just pays to like, keep it pretty professional, but also it's nice to like have some level of humanity in it. Right. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be a real person too and have your own voice, but, but still put out the stuff that you want to be seen for professionally, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, there's like there's one photo of you. I found it. Uh, it's with your smoke jumper crew. For, oh yeah, training. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're I the think you're right. dude
1: I had the no. I think that other guy on the far left got me, man. That guy's a beast. Oh, no,
0: dude. Kelly Wyman, man. That guy's an animal. <laughs> yeah. So that was like how you prepped for hunting season, huh? That's why you're such a savage in the mountains. I don't know about that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, that was uh were there any good takeaways from Fighting Fire that helped you in photography at all? Because aren't you gonna do a shoot uh in the firefighting realm here yeah. this year or sometime soon?
1: Yep. Um I think the I think the biggest and it's all just kind of coincidental, but the biggest thing about having that background for me is um is like sometimes What? Yeah, different companies, like, are interested in that. Um, So, like, I guess that what I'm trying to say is it's been incidental. So, for instance, like, a company wants to do a story on smoke jumping and, like, what that's like and how to get into it. And and just through pure chance, I knew the guy that worked there, and he – knew that I'd done that and knew that I was a photographer and a writer and like kind of just came to me instead of me having to go out and find that story and like find that job. He came to me and said, Hey, we think you'd be like the perfect guy to like write this and shoot this. Um, and I was pumped. I'm pumped to do it. Uh, doing that here in the next couple of days, but it's like, I mean, just other than like kind of knowing how to like deal with things that are shitty and, Sometimes that's a shitty job, man. Yeah. It sucks. And there's days where you're like, What am I doing? Why? why why like how did I get here? What bad decisions did I make in my life to wind up here? But um, that's not most of the days. Most of the days are pretty awesome and you learn how to work with people too and like deal with people in a way that lends itself to like spending a lot of time with people in the backcountry too. Like I try not to do this, but if you wind up on like a hunt with somebody that you didn't like, you'd be able to deal with them and and get along with them. Right. But I've never had that problem. Yeah. But,
0: um, so what, uh, what's your plan for the rest of the year then you got any like goals or whether that's photography related or hunting related or.
1: Yeah. I think like the, it's pretty much just one goal right now, honestly. And that's just to like, make a living doing the hunting and kind of outdoor photography and writing about it too. And like, that's the only goal right now. So however I think that I can do that is like, I'm going to do it and like not turning down any jobs or anything like that at this point. And yeah. Trying to scare stuff up and trying to reach out to people and like, I don't know, just kind of trying to like hustle stuff up and see if it works. Yeah. Um, and if it does, at the end of the year, like if a year from now I can sit here and be like, boy, like still have money in my bank account, $7 <laughs> or maybe more than that. But uh, that'll be a win for sure. As long nice. as I'm out of the red, I think I'll call it a win. Yeah. But that's yet to be seen. Are you going to try to do some hunting yourself this year then or are you just going to hustle? No, I think I'll probably try to do some hunting. I'd have a tough time like yeah. not doing it, I think. It's kind of the whole reason I started doing it, and I think it's important to keep that. It's important to keep like a little bit of part, like a little bit of that for yourself. I think. Um,
0: I think we still need to make a film. A film what, on what? Uh, just some sick hunt. Oh yeah. What made you get out of film? Because I know when you interned with us, and then afterwards, you were, <laughs> you were like dabbling in some film. Yeah. And it just kind of like
1: that's a. Then you stopped man I think it's because I realized that it took so much to like because I like made these shitty Vimeo videos when I was like around the time I was emailing you guys and it was like man like I would watch them and be like yeah whatever like I think this is pretty good (laughs) like you'd go watch like an actual film and you'd be like man why doesn't my shit look like that right and there was just so much I think there's just so much more that goes into making a film and like The editing and the audio and the logistics too, and all that stuff is so much more difficult than, uh, the photography, like at that point in time just seemed way more simple. Yeah. Like I can take a camera and two lenses and a battery and like, yeah, I could get some good photos, but I definitely can't just take those things and like come away with a good video. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think simplicity was like the biggest, That was like the biggest driver for that. Yeah film's cool and like there's a lot of really talented guys
0: that do freaking sweet stuff but uh yeah not on the current plate of things you're gonna delve into in 2019 (laughs) no i don't think so (laughs) 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 no
1: i think i'd be weighing over my head for that i don't know i'll stick to being a still photographer i think (laughs) for a little bit and maybe one day if that pans out try something you hang
0: out with foss long enough you'll be doing some
1: video i'm sure (laughs) No man, we made a pretty good. We had like some pretty good. Some cool stuff. Yeah, he's doing really cool stuff. I I've been like. He hasn't like lassoed you into that yet. <laughs> well, I'm being like key grip and stuff, man. I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running around. My jobs on this last Wisconsin shoot were, uh, I think I was, umbrella holder in case it was raining <laughs> for the red. I had to hold that umbrella and make sure nobody got wet, and. Uh, I was kind of like the liaison between the talent and like my and like boss and those guys. And uh, it's kind of a fun spot to be, right? I, I had fun doing it. Yeah. You know, like get coffee, eat cheese curds and trail mix and all that. That was pretty much, my, those were my only jobs really. Make sure there's light beers in the fridge. But uh, no, it was good. Those guys are great. Yeah. Heck yeah.
2: What it's else, in- Drake? Well, it's, just, it's interesting talking to either people in this podcast or really anybody and just hearing kind of their how they got into it. Yeah. And I think the, the one, like, obviously, there's no one one right way to do it. There's, like, a lot of ways that people have gotten involved. But it, it seems like the number one theme that kind of brings everybody together is, like, they, one, they reached out. They weren't afraid to reach out. And, two, like, it, I mean, it's, it's a communication thing. It's building, mm-hmm. like, actual relationship and networking with people that Mm -hmm. can help can help elevate you and help bring you up and so it's just uh yeah that seems to be the kind of the common thread i mean it's the hardest thing to do like i i personally would argue that you could be a mediocre photographer but if you were an amazing people person Mm -hmm. if you were able to connect super well like that's gonna do better for you than just being a really good photographer so yeah so if you can kind of do a mix of both i mean i think that's gonna bring you success so
1: that is the, that's, yeah. As far as like any kind of success that I'd had, like that's been the biggest thing. None of it's been like, none of it's been like stuff that I've just done on my own, but it's been through like people and opportunities that I've met somehow, whether it's like emailing you guys randomly and being like, hey, yeah, how do I do this? Or, yeah, coming to work here in town for like a, a few months and like meeting some super awesome people and then keeping in touch with them down the road and like, getting to be pretty good friends with them and then you get jobs through that right yeah and like with the forest service thing that we're shooting soon is like it's the same thing it's like that would never have happened if i hadn't had the relationship that i had with that guy right yeah so it's all i think it's all about people for sure i definitely would agree with that can't be afraid to reach out and say something to somebody even though like you said it's a pretty hard thing to do sometimes yeah a lot of fear of them being like what the hell does this guy want right yeah for so, me that was the hardest part like from a technical
2: side i'm like yeah, i would rather just i'd love to just shoot photos and kind of not, not to have people. to talk to people and yeah. deal with that <laughs> like you're trying to make it like yeah. any business really like you got to be a people person oh yeah you got to learn how to handle relationships if things get heated like all that or like like you say like 10 days on a hunt with some guy you don't like like you gotta learn how to navigate that whatever yeah Yeah, so (laughs) yeah
0: how have you what have you done to like progress over the years anything like in particular like a recommendation for someone that helped you because like obviously you want to always be progressing your craft
2: yeah um you have a really unique style that i don't really see anywhere else oh thanks and like yeah i mean just that in itself is like you see a sam avert photo and like I suppose you can say this with a lot of people, but like Sam's stuff, it's like I can see a photo and be like, that's his. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah. How did you develop that? And then too, like, how do you continue to progress that? Light
1: beers and
0: diesel, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> light, light beers and
1: <laughs> diesel in your gas pickup. Um, I don't know. I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, I think for me, it was always just kind of like about trying to, go out and shoot more right like even if it's just at least i saw like i think i see and it's probably true for most photographers but like i always see the best progression and like i'll put out the best stuff when i've been shooting a lot yeah um and whatever reason that is i but like getting out thinking about something and saying i want to make it look this way and especially starting out figuring out how to do that um and watching a, like a bunch of YouTube videos. Like I remember I watched just a ton of YouTube stuff and like picked a lot of people's brains. on like, man, how do you do this? Or how do you make it look like this? Or why is this photo so much sharper than that one and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I think for the, the biggest thing for me was just like being out and shooting, which is sometimes hard to do if you, yeah, it's sometimes life gets in the way or whatever it's hard to do and it's hard to go out and shoot every day. But if you just go out and, Say I'm going to shoot, whatever, two photos. Then you go out and you shoot two and you're like, okay, those don't look quite right. You shoot two more. Those are closer, but they're not quite right. And then eventually you shot however many, 100 or 200, and you're like, okay, some of these are pretty good or not. And figure out why. Yeah. But.
0: You didn't just like start cranking your settings to like. 1.4 <laughs> uh, no, that's, your, that's <laughs> what I actually do you know, that's your <laughs> for the, for, the, for the purposes of this podcast <laughs> do you have like a mission or like a why for yourself when like in the grand scheme of your hunting photography or not like can you boil it down to like a single like this is kind of why I do it or what I hope to like hmm. do with my photography?
1: I don't know, man. That's a that's like kind of a tough question. I think. Um, oh yeah. This probably isn't an answer to your question, but uh, I think for me, like, it kind of everything boils down to like the people that you're with and like who those people are and like building those relationships and like that's why like I just really like portraits. Mm-hmm. I just kind of love them and fun to shoot and uh so the photography thing is great and and it's fun and like it's a good way to make a living and spend a lot of time outside but um man it's all kind of about the people that you do it with yeah i think and i think i still do it and like i still like doing it because it has just like allowed me to spend time in places that are awesome with people that i actually do like um yeah instead of like being stuck in an office from nine to five with like people that I don't like. Right. Yeah, And I don't want to spend time with, um, and that's true with anything like working for the forest services the same way. It was like, if you had to do that job with people that you did not like, it would be the worst job on the planet. Yeah. Cause you got to live with those people for six months at a time. And like 14 days in a row and it's, it'd be terrible Yeah, if you hated them. It'd just be an awful deal, but um, yeah, nine out of ten, they're great, great dudes and gals, and like, man, it's just fun when you can surround yourself with people like that. I think, and the photography's just kind of allowed me to do that, and maybe it's luck or happenstance. I don't know, but
0: yeah, what <clears throat> I mean, like, let's say I'm a brand, like, why would I pick you over Drake? You probably wouldn't. He's <laughs> throwing all the tough questions <laughs> no, at you right now, come man. Down, but it doesn't, come down, it doesn't come down to the actual skill set.
1: You probably pick me over Jake because you don't have enough money
0: to get Jake <laughs> to, to go on your trip. Oh boy. Yeah. So, how, when you're starting out, do you draw the line of like getting paid and not getting like, you know, railroaded? Yeah. But getting jobs.
1: That's tough too, Um, which has like been something that I've definitely been dealing with lately. Um, Because you kind of, yeah, you're trying to think about yourself, but you're also trying to not corrupt the industry, right? Like you don't want to sell something that's worth this much money for way less than that because you're not screwing yourself. Well, you're screwing yourself, but you're also screwing all these other people that are trying to do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You're just undercutting pretty much all the competition, which is pretty shitty thing to do. Mm. Um, and it's a tough line to draw. I think like trying to break in. Cause there's always the temptation when you're trying to break into it. Like, Hey, like I just need this job. Like I'll do it for whatever. Like I'll, I'll pay you to do it. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, shit, Like, whatever I got to do to like get this yeah. gig. Cause it means that much to you. And then you kind of do that for a little bit and you realize like, okay, Now I have these gigs, but like, how do I scale my prices to match like what I think I'm providing? And that's tough. And I think that's something that I've talked with a lot of people about David frame. And I have a lot of discussions on that. Um, And I don't know, it's tough. It's at some point you've got to make a living, right? And so you can't really do that by selling something that's worth 300 bucks for 75 bucks
0: mm-hmm. and so it eventually comes down to that and then i think to at I mean, some point do you like tell people like hey you know i'll do this one job to get my foot in the door with you guys but then like here's what my normal rates are gonna be in the future or do you just like tackle um, that as it comes i think like i mean i think it's a natural thing for anyone to like not charge an industry rate when they're getting started yeah but like how do you right dig yourself out of that like for sure kind of
1: yeah i think there's probably two schools of thought on that right like and one of them is like start at a lesser price point and then at some point you have to have a conversation where like hey you guys used to pay me this much for this thing but now for the same thing you're gonna pay me this much yeah and that's a tough conversation to have i think and and the other side of the fence is like you you run the risk of like losing jobs when you come in and say like hard line. Hey, this is what the shit's worth. and like, this is how much you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Cause that's what it's worth.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you get the job. If you get the job, then you never have to have that other conversation. Right. Yeah. So I've walked both sides of that fence for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know which one's better. I mean, it kind of just probably comes down to personal preference. I think you definitely got to think about the industry and like, not screwing over everybody else. Oh, yeah. You also got to try to put money in the bank, right? Um, shit, it's a tough question. <laughs>
0: that should be the name of the podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> thro- throwing all <laughs> the hard <laughs> ones right now. <laughs> shit, tough
2: question. Yeah, we didn't like send Sam like, a list of questions before so you can prepare.
0: It's just like we never send anyone <laughs> on the questions fly. Yeah, time. we don't even know what we're going to talk about. So. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: photography—that's what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us about this rowing mission. Have you tackled that yet or not? Oof, no,
1: that's in the works. We probably got to knock that. Well, we do have to knock that out before case takes off. That's mandatory. Can you tease this, or is this like a <laughs> secret mission that you? uh it's not a secret i mean it's not a secret mission
0: <laughs> secret mission <laughs> we we're going into accesses it's at 12 it's, p.m <laughs> we'll for six hours and get out of there no one will see us <laughs> no one will see us <laughs> uh you guys are trying to row what uh ultra marathon yeah that's the idea
1: <laughs> row an
2: ultra row 100 miles <laughs> uh i think we're gonna do 50 first <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, fifty soldier. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> then well, yeah. hundred the next. Yeah, obviously. maybe
0: maybe
1: if we keep up in the ante. <laughs> I always like every winter try to row one just to like make sure I didn't turn into a coward at some point in time. In last year, <laughs> that's it. <what, laughs> it's not very much. Weak. It's just not very much fun. But it's, I'm like, ah,
0: I hurt my back pulling the cord out of the power. Strip. I was sitting <laughs> in a chair, Al. <laughs> let alone <laughs> rowing for hours. It's real.
1: <laughs> That'll hurt your back for sure. You guys
0: got to do it, man. Now that I've mentioned it, yeah, it's 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 like a thing. It's it is a thing now. It's become a thing. Tell Casey. Yeah,
1: (laughs) he's probably gonna leave. I just gotta do it by (laughs) myself. That's that's gonna be the real (laughs) shitty deal. Just be me in there and access. I'll do half, (laughs) half of mine. Yeah. Okay, so I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'll come in on the second half. Second half. Yeah i'll let you get a nice lead
1: that'd be the half that i didn't want for sure is the second
0: half yeah so that's gonna be the hard half oof See, it'd be hard if i did the front half and i'm like peace bro i'll come back in a few hours <laughs> <Damn>. on you.
1: <laughs> usually just me in there sweating on a rowing machine with a sack of trail mix and bottle How of many water
0: calories do you burn in a sesh i don't know like ten thousand or something did nah i have weight? no idea a lot what happened after the last 'Cause you wrote a marathon.
1: Yeah, I've done a couple of few of those. And that's just kinda like how do you feel the next day? Medium shitty, definitely. <laughs> but not like you're not it's like mentally in, stronger though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel good <laughs> about it. But I don't know. I think it just depends on like if you've been doing stuff or you just like bop off the couch and go
0: Yeah. Really I think that's a good thing though, dude. Like correlates into business and life and whatever. I
1: don't know, kinda mental
0: toughness, dude.
1: Make sure you don't get weak. Yeah. That'll put perspective in your life for sure. Yeah. <laughs> easy to
0: get weak. Pretty easy. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. We're all getting weak right now. Yeah.
1: Probably filtering these lights. Sitting sitting in this rocking chair.
0: Drinking yeah. a taste of the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm about to take a nap in this chair, man. This thing's <laughs> unreal. That's why I put you in it, not Drake. <laughs> yeah, I already did that. I basically fell asleep. <laughs> well, dude, we'll have to touch base with you this fall. Yeah. We'll follow up. Check in on you. Let's do it. See if I'm sure you have it. Like if I'm still above ground. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) See if I can. Like mom and dad are going to check in. Oh yeah. You know, like home from college and. Yeah, yeah. See if I I can still pay my bills. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, hey, what happened? Yeah, man. I go. I work at the gas station now. I (laughs) couldn't do it.
0: (laughs) How do do people follow follow you? What's your handle on Insta? How do they? Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah, it's just my name. You got a website?
1: Uh, I don't have like a legitimate website. I have like a smug mug for delivering stuff, but yeah, I think a real one is like the next mandatory Boston. investment. Yeah. So that's kind of in the works and hopefully that's always I a toss
0: up though. Like, do you need a website? Do you not?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the argument for Instagram. It's kind of like a terrible yeah. little website that everybody has and like everybody can look at And yeah, it's, it's your
2: really portfolio easy. that everybody sees. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Well, dude, thanks for coming, hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Telling us stories. Sorry for
1: wasting an hour of your life. (laughs) Wait, you still drive that Tacoma? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Great truck. (laughs) That's impressive. Runs better now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Cleared it right out. New and improved. (laughs) And now you know that if you have to,
0: you can Mm -hmm. run it on mostly diesel. That's legit. Legit now it's like acclimated to for diesel. sure yeah next it's time like, it'll ah, be just- okay it's a little diesel whatever ain't oh. gonna hurt me yeah alright. i've done yeah.
1: this before no biggie
0: I've keep that the in. rpms up <laughs> <laughs> wait till we get some premium that's right
1: get into the premium it down with some premium smooth sailing yeah sweet man <laughs> all right guys thanks dude yeah thanks guys all right